0: On this episode of Bootstrappers, we're going to talk about what aspects of a company make it grow or stagnate. Our guest today is Brian Hughes of BizDev Mastermind, and he's gonna talk about what he's seen in the industry through his consulting service. That's on this episode of Bootstrappers. This is the Bootstrapper Show for Property Management, powered by Anaquin. A podcast where we have real conversations with industry experts that you can apply to your life and business. Welcome to Bootstrappers, where we talk about topics that are important to real estate and property management entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Gwen Aspen, and we're here at the Red Rock Casino in Las Vegas. And we're talking today about which property management companies flourish and which ones stagnate and why. Our guest today is Brian Hughes of BizDev, is that how I say it right? BizDev
1: Mastermind, BizDev Mastermind,
0: he's a consultant that helps property management companies with their growth goals and helps them get out of a stagnating situation if they find themselves in one. Welcome to the show, Brian.
1: Yes, thanks for having me, Gwen. Excited to talk with you and get into some of these topics and and, uh, share some good information, hopefully. That's
0: awesome. So you work with many different companies in your role. Yes. And so what are some of the leadership differences that you've observed between Mm. some of the companies that are really killing it and moving the ball forward and those that are just kind of like stagnating and not really...
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, you hit on a good point, leadership, and that's something that I think a lot of times companies maybe don't think about as much when it comes to growth. You know, they're focused on lead generation, focused maybe on marketing or website or some of those nuts and bolts type things, but if you don't have a solid, you know, you don't have solid leadership in place to get you started, all of that other stuff, you know, is is way less effective and way less important, so starting with leadership is great, great starting point, uh, you know, some of the things that, that we see out there is is really I can kind of boil it down to one word, and that's involvement. You know, how involved are your leaders? Are they, you know, I don't mean making the phone calls with you day to day, but are you meeting with your your team leaders weekly? Um, do you have quarterly meetings? Do you have planning sessions? Do you have goals in place? Uh, you know, and just that involvement alone can can pay dividends, you know, and can really uh push the ball forward. So You know, some of the best companies, some of the fastest growing companies I've seen, they really uh, know their metrics and they share them with their team. They hold them accountable and they're consistent in doing all of that. So those are some of the things we see.
0: So what I'm hearing you say is that real leadership that's going to help your business grow to that next level Mm -hmm. is that the leader has to show some kind of vision for the organization and like know what it stands for, where it's going, what its goals are, Mm -hmm. and then be able to Demonstrate that or talk about that in terms of output, which is the KPIs, so that the team has a direction to follow and knows what their whole mission is when they get up in the morning. Is that kind of what you're thinking about with with leadership?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Vision is really important and taking that vision and breaking it down into attainable goals and then sharing those goals with their team and then getting them excited about those goals. You know, it's one thing to come into an office and say, okay, new goals, guys. Here's what we're going to do. I want you to do X, Y, and Z. But if the team's not bought in, if you're not getting them bought in, you know, you might be missing something. Uh, in that area
0: so getting the team involved as well so not only setting that vision but making sure you have the right people on the bus
1: absolutely yeah absolutely making sure you have you know the the right person in the right seat is is also a, a you know under that umbrella of leadership Uh, and also knowing when it's time to maybe make a change.
0: So is that part of your consulting? Like do you go into companies Mm. and you kind of observe how things Mm. operate and then can you tell right away? Mm. Maybe you can see things that the owner can't see like this person is toxic. I know this is your best friend from high school, but maybe you guys (laughs) all should be doing business together. Those kind of the things that you see often.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, that's not our our main goal when we're going, we're we're working with the companies in the business development side and working with their business development managers but inevitably things like that come up Uh, whether it's you know hey I'd like to uh, to record this video but I can't nail down our our maintenance manager to to get them to help me out or you know I'd like to do this but I'm having trouble you know getting support here or there Um, so yeah, that is certainly something we come across and, you know, you, you start talking about business development, but then you realize it's connected to all these other things.
0: Exactly. Right. That's why they come uh, to you. They're like, Brian, I want to grow. I want to be amazing. And then you realize, well, some of these fundamentals aren't met. I'm going to have, I mean, I can, I can get you. a. You know, a business development manager. I can set you on this plan, but it's not going to get you anywhere Mm. if you don't have these fundamentals done. Is that kind of where you kind of come in?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So we're the way we kind of help in in that particular area is that we're giving our uh, our owners and brokers a sheet of KPIs, and we're kind of training them how to manage their salespeople. Uh, you know, that's that we're, we're kind of really hands-on during our consulting program about four and a half months, but we want to leave our clients with the tools and the, the knowledge to continue that on afterwards. But
0: they have to execute that. And that is like true. After, yes. So you're kind of babysitting, helping them, yes. but then there's a time where you're going to maybe not be so hands-on and they've got to take that baton and run yes. with it. So that's kind of where that leadership comes in.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, the uh, companies and the clients that we've worked with that I've seen, you know, massive growth and have really you know taken what we've we've trained on and run with it? They are the ones that are, are tracking everything. They they know their numbers. They know their KPIs. They're communicating with the team, uh, and you know everything is is above board and and you know executed consistently.
0: So that discipline is a big part of that leadership as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely, it certainly is. And you know, discipline is, in my opinion, about consistency. Also, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's kind of wrapped in with it. And. You know, if you if you put it in your calendar and you, you say I'm gonna do it and you follow through on it, you're you're half the way there.
0: That's so that's so true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we talked about leadership impacting whether companies grow or stagnate. Sure. The next thing is keeping your existing clients happy. So Absolutely. you know, it's a it's very expensive to go out and get new business and it can be done. You can grow your way out of problems, but if you can't keep that client happy, then that's that's an issue. So Tell me about some issues that people have with keeping the clients happy, the problems yeah. that you've witnessed.
1: Sure. You know, some of the the best things that kind of comes back to tracking, some of the things that you can you can look at and, and use as a litmus test to know are, are your reviews, your your NPS scores, your, uh, you know, clients, uh, client questionnaires, things like that. Uh, you know, so getting those those numbers down and knowing where you're at today and, and you know, where you want to be is, is really important. Do
0: a lot of people come to you and they don't have any system like that set up? Or do most companies have it?
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, the majority don't. You know, a lot of people are kind of saying, I, I know I want to grow, but I'm not exactly sure what I need to do to get there. And, uh, you know, I think that's that's kind of where we're at.
0: I want to just get back to that um, NPS score. So that is something that is really hard to track because not everybody's going to fill that out But I think it's still nonetheless, even if you can't get everybody to grade you in a numerical way, it's a great KPI for those people who are in charge of keeping clients happy. Especially if you're running the business without being in the weeds, you need to know if those middle managers are actually doing what they're telling you they're doing.
1: Absolutely. Because
0: a lot of the times you can find that out way late and then then you're in kind of a disaster recovery Mm -hmm. mode because you realize so much was done without you knowing. And sure. so that can be kind of a leading indicator of an issue with management.
1: Sure. You're- yeah, and the, you you kind of you started with the a point that I hear, you know, hey, we're not going to get everyone to fill out the NPS scores, so in some cases, folks will throw up their hands and say, well, maybe it's not worth it, I'm not gonna do it. But, you know, my opinion, get get the scores you can. Start with a baseline. You know, not everyone's gonna respond to your survey and tell you how likely they'd be to recommend, but a portion will, and a portion will continue to to respond to those surveys, and you have a baseline and you can kind of build from there.
0: And you can do it, you don't have to rely on somebody filling out a form. As the owner yeah. of, the build it, or of the business, you can call people and say, hey, Absolutely. how was your experience? You know, yeah. And you can ask them the NPS score questions and then log it yourself so you can get yep. a good feedback.
1: That's, that's exactly what we had done at RentWorks uh, mm-hmm. there. And, and we'd have a virtual assistant go through and, and call and have that conversation. Uh, and we actually took it one step further. We, we asked the NPS question, how likely would you be to recommend us to a friend or family member, one through 10? If they gave us a nine or a 10, We'd say, okay, great, thanks for the uh, the feedback. We also do a ton of get a ton of our business on referrals and reviews. Would you be willing to leave us a, a review, and we'll give you a, a twenty dollar gift card, or we'll give you a, a little mm-hmm. bit off your management fee, whatever it may be. Uh, and that worked really well. We got a ton of reviews. Doing well,
0: that. and I'm a huge believer in asking for those positive reviews because sure. people don't naturally do that. They naturally go on if they're angry or upset.
1: Absolutely. And so
0: if you want your Google review, for example, to be a true reflection of your actual quality, sure. it is a required basically to ask for the positive reviews.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's, it goes back to that old adage if you you know you upset someone they're going to tell 10 people. If you make them really happy, they might tell one or no one. Right. You know, so yeah, you have to really push for those positive reviews and not be afraid to ask.
0: Well, that's a great segue to marketing. So sure. marketing's the next thing that is really going to make or break uh, your business and if you intend on growing, I mean, you've seen a lot of property management websites. Sure. Oh, can you just give us the nuts and bolts about what you yeah. see that are like the big like red flags or like, oh my God, please don't do this on your website. It's so bad and it doesn't yeah. work.
1: Well, there's levels to that. You know, there, there are the, the sites that you look at and you're like, this was probably made in, you know, 1995. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, it shows. You can tell right away by looking at it. You know, that's obviously a problem. But some of the other things that we see with, with companies that are a little bit more established and, and do, you know, have a website recently built and all of that. They have they answer a lot of the same questions and they they're very similar. You know, if you look at a, a property management website in Denver compared to one in you know Chattanooga, uh, a lot of cases there's there's gonna be a lot of the same elements and a, even a lot of the same phrasing. Uh, you know, we take the stress out of owning a rental property. Uh, you know, we handle the maintenance, collect the rent, and, and a list of things that we do as property managers. And I think if you look around at the different websites, you start to realize that this is not a differentiator at all in some cases. And I think that's where a lot of folks miss the mark. They use their website as more of a check the box thing. Uh, it looks nice, it has information on there, got a couple of videos maybe if you're, you're doing them okay. And uh, you know, they, they kind of think of it like that as opposed to using your, your website as a business card or a selling tool uh, and something to draw folks in and, and maybe answer some of their questions and do some of the selling for you. Uh, as opposed to just being kind of a landing page, which which some uh, miss the mark by doing. So,
0: so when you meet with clients, do you talk about what truly differentiates you from the market? What are some yeah. some ways that you've seen clients really stand out in a, a crowded field?
1: Yeah, sure. So that is something that we do with each client. We we go through and and list out their or uncover their points of difference. What separates them from their competition. And really to do that effectively, we have to start a step further back, which is something we also do uh, with our clients is, is shopping their market. So we wanna talk to their competitors. We wanna understand what their competitors are selling on, what they're doing really well, what maybe they're missing the mark on. And then we look at our client's company and say, let's be honest with ourselves. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are the areas of opportunity? And then kind of looking at all of that, we can then say, okay, now we, we know what XYZ company does, but here's what you do and here's why you do it different and here's why it's better. Uh, and one of the other, the kind of next step beyond that, we even identify, you know, what does it look like when a, a self-managing landlord is taking tenant calls? What does it look like when a realtor is taking tenant calls? And what does it look like when our competitors are taking tenant calls and, and how? what's the experience with all of that?
0: Ah, uh, Okay. So really digging into the experience of the people you're interacting with, as well as you know, calling and just seeing what the differentiating. So, so sure. what I'm hearing just to kind of wrap it up where we've gone so far. Sure. So let's say your property management company, you're looking at your revenue, you're completely stagnant. You're sure. not making any progress. As soon as you get new clients, you're losing clients. And so this is where you're gonna take some time to soul search about your true leadership abilities, the way that you show up for your team, the way that you create a discipline or an undisciplined environment for them. Sure. Um, and then you're gonna take a deep dive into what really differentiates you from the competition. You're gonna look Absolutely. at everybody's website. You're gonna maybe make some, shop the, the industry. Yeah. And really look at also maybe listen to some calls and really dig into what the client experiences, either on the tenant side or the owner side. Sure so that you have a good idea of where you fall in your industry, Ooh. and then you have to do the hard work of admitting yes. that there are areas that you could improve, and you already know that because you're not making more revenue, so, sure. so the writing's on the wall, it's just admitting where the changes need to happen.
1: Sure, And yep. then
0: that might be a good area where you also get some help if you need some help.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, the first thing is identifying, you know, what are our strengths, what are our weaknesses, what, what makes us, you know, the best choice for property management for a specific client. And, you know, once you've identified all of that, like you said, the the next step is, is doing the hard work and putting in the effort to make the changes. Uh, but I think uh, you know. Sometimes where folks miss the mark is that they see a, a new strategy or a new opportunity, and they think, "Okay, that's you know, that's my ticket to growth."
0: Oh, the shiny object syndrome.
1: Exactly. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, because you, Cause you, you s- get
0: bored also, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, this will be my unicorn and puppies." Yeah. you know, result.
1: No, it's very simple. You know, there's there's a proven formula that that others have fallen and and that you know businesses in general follow to grow, and you know that's that's something that. Like you said, you don't wanna be distracted by the shiny objects. You wanna kinda stick to your fundamentals and- And
0: And know where your strengths are and build on those. Sure. Okay, so I've done my analysis. I know why I'm not, why things aren't working. Mm -hmm. Maybe I fixed some of those fundamental issues. Mm -hmm. Now I'm in a place where the operation is good. I feel good about my marketing. I feel good about the leadership. I feel good about the team. Now it's time for me to grow. Sure. So I need to hire a business development manager, which is gonna be a scary hire for me probably as a business owner, I've done all of that myself. Mm. So tell us about what that process looks like.
1: Yeah. So the hiring process, uh, when we work with our clients, we are, we kind of take it over hands-on or leave them hands-off. So we are, you know, putting out the listing, we're interviewing candidates, we're taking them through, uh, you know, our, our hiring process. But you know, things have changed over the past couple of years with, with COVID and, mm-hmm. you know, the job market. job
0: market, market is, the is so is. hard.
1: Absolutely, yeah, it is tough. You know, we'll we'll get a, a business development manager a place at a company and they'll call us a week before they're supposed to start and say, hey, can you offer me a 20,000 more in salary? Because I got that at XYZ company. Um, or, you know, hey, uh, first day, start. Uh, it's their start day and, you know, they're nowhere to be found because they found something for double the pay in some cases. So there are a lot of folks out there who are overpaying uh, for you know for salespeople. But what we found is if you are patient and you're willing to to be patient, you, we can still find you the right person. We can still get the right person in the right seat. Uh, where where folks sometimes falter is that they think I just got to get someone in here I got to get someone in this seat to start taking these calls and get this off my plate and that's where you really make some bad mistakes so that's that's what we coach our clients not to do.
0: All right so you support them in that process now let's say I get somebody how the heck do I manage the salesperson?
1: Yeah absolutely so we we take over that that portion of it uh, during our consulting program and we are we you know give the BDM KPIs to track we're we're First, you know, getting them kind of getting their feet wet their first month, but then we kind of put them out on their own to start generating new business. So one of the things that we really focus on is tracking activity, not results. Uh, You know, every company is starting at a different place, but we know one thing that if you are doing the activities necessary to generate new business, it will come. It may take a little bit longer. It may happen quicker. But if you focus on activity and make sure that the activities that are necessary are happening, the results will come. So that's so you focus
0: on leading indicators. So the lagging indicator is going to be revenue growth. The Mm -hmm. leading indicator is how many calls are you making? Are you doing this list? Are you sending these emails out? Mm -hmm. Do you have a drip campaign for people on our list? Have you divided up the list into different segments? Those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And so maybe an owner can kind of list those things out before they even... Start with a business development manager on what they want to have accomplished. Sure. And then set that expectation as they're interviewing people. Like, here's what you're going to need to do to be successful. Is this a good role for you? And this is the, this is, a, this is the activity I'm looking for for you to be successful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's something we share with our BDMs uh, sometimes during the hiring process, and certainly once they're they're getting onboarded. You know, here are the expectations. Here are the things that we want you to do. Uh, so it's, you know, real, real clear goals and ex- expectations and KPIs and standards. And then we just hold them accountable to those goals. And, you and know, that's quickly. what the
0: role of a manager, managing that business development manager is. Exactly. Okay. So let's say someone's okay, mm-hmm. like this is always the hard management yeah. decision. like. They're fine, but they're not amazing. Yep. How do you know when someone has crossed the line into a toxic employee or unproductive employee if they're going through the motions or kind of doing the work?
1: Yeah. That's where you come back to activity, you know, because it's the numbers don't lie. You've either made X number of calls or or you haven't. You've either created videos or, or you haven't. You've either visited the offices or you haven't and when you have those employees who on the results side are kind of marginal and you're you're wondering is this is this going to work long term or not you go back to the activity and you say okay well what are they actually doing you know the results are going to be up and down from time to time just in general but what are you doing And, and if if you look at their activity and you think there's room for improvement uh, you know, set those standards and say, OK, your activity that you're doing right now is is not getting the results we need. So we're going to increase certain activities. And you put that on them to either rise to the occasion or say, you know, what, I, I just can't do it. And, and that's kind of where you let them make the decision for you.
0: OK, so you can really th- they kind of decide about their own employability based on the standards you have set. And yeah. if they've self-fire if you will <laughs> sure if they're not meeting the standards that you've set if you've been direct and straightforward yep. and also coached and trained mm-hmm. you've done all you can
1: yep and that could be a really uncomfortable process that can be you know you're you're putting people on the spot you're kind of you know you're 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 holding them accountable and sometimes people don't like that but that's that's something you need but to know the
0: people who don't like it the most are the people who aren't doing anything that's
1: exactly right exactly and that tells you everything you yes, need to know right it there it really does when yes. people are
0: like i can't believe you're you don't trust me you're like yes well, exactly that's always an indicator that there's a lot of things that haven't been done
1: sure absolutely. Um, and, it,
0: and you know sales people are so likable it can yep. be such a challenging yep. decision to make but i mean at the end of the day it's a business not not anything else
1: absolutely yeah and that's i keep bringing it back to it but that's where your, your kpis and your numbers really will help you and, and help you guide you to making the right decisions because and that's where the
0: leadership uh, comes in again
1: absolutely it's that it all comes together It does. Yeah.
0: are there any other words of wisdom you would have for companies who find themselves in that stagnating position
1: yeah well, I would say you know start doing start doing your research. You know, look for the the different resources that are out there to to help you grow and push you in the right direction. I was just talking with a, a client, uh, a, a current client, and he's saying, "Man, you know, I at, when I signed up with you, you know, I thought we'd get you know something out of it, but just what we've gotten out of it has just been over and above and beyond what I ever expected." And that's really the crux of it. You know, you don't know what you're going to get out of something until you get into it. In a lot of cases, you might have an idea, but when your eyes are open, they're open, you know, so, so look for those resources and those, uh, you know, in some cases, companies that are out there to, to help.
0: So where can people find you, Brian?
1: Yeah, they can always shoot me an email, brian at bizdevmastermind.com. Uh, you can also visit our website, uh, bizdevmastermind.com as well. Um, or if you're here at PMMCon, come stop by our booth.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the Bootstrapper Show. Bootstrappers is powered by Anaquim. Anaquim is the number one virtual assistant provider in the property management industry. If you have any labor needs, go to anaquim.net and set up a discovery call today. We can help you find all the, the most amazing virtual assistants who can do anything a domestic employee could do from behind a desk. And I guarantee that you'll enjoy the process and have great results. So that's a wrap. This is the Bootstrapper Show for property management powered by Anaquin. A podcast where we have real conversations with industry experts that you can apply to your life and business.